Sound can heal. Sound can kill. Sound can be a spear or a needle. I sing for you. I can recognize darkness because he is my brother. I want answers. I want justice. I want an end to this. It's not some mysterious force. It's a deliberate act of violence against us. Why would you care less if it was me than if it was you? I can shut off my heart, but that leads to evil. Forgive my dark heart. Shelter me from myself. Love me. There is still a child inside. Worship me. I am boundless. I survive still. Start again. Oh, we are fortunate today to have joining us on Moving Radio, Chelsea McMullen, the writer and director or I guess you could even call it co-writer and director of Ever Deadly. This film screens at the Metro Cinema on Wednesday, January 25th at 6.30 p.m. and Sunday, January 29th at 3.30 p.m. And I highly encourage you to go and check this out. If you listen to this program regularly, I don't always say that. I may suggest it. Everything's pretty good. We don't talk to bad (laughs) films, but this I thought was an exceptional piece of work. So... If you didn't enjoy it, what's wrong with you is really what I want to know. I'm going to go straight from the press kit here, Chelsea, because there's so much in this film that I feel like I don't know if I'm I'm good enough to articulate it in the way that they have done this, where it's an immersive, visceral music and cinema experience co-created by yourself and singer, artist, Tanya Tagak. Can you tell us a little bit about, before we kind of get into the film too much, of maybe how this project started and how you began on this journey, because I know, you know, she clearly is an artist inspired you and what kind of led you to that path of doing uh, a film like this together, which is so much more than just concert or a biopic. I was a really big fan, obviously, of Tanya's music. I saw her perform live and like most people was just blown away and never seen live performance like that before. And I kind of had thought like I made some other films like music films. So it was kind of an interest of mine, but I was like sort of always thinking about like how to represent music in ways that aren't kind of what we see mostly in kind of music documentaries and I think artists in general you know like my background is I've made a lot of films about artists and with artists in all sorts of different ways so I'm kind of always really interested in like how to translate art to cinema from like different disciplines um, and mediums so it's always kind of on my mind I think I guess is what I'm getting at so I, I wondered in seeing Tanya perform live like what would it be like to try to translate what Tanya does as a live experience to to film and what Tanya like if anyone who's listening has ever not seen Tanya live like I highly recommend it it's like a once in a lifetime thing and I don't think cinema could ever capture that but I was kind of also thinking like what could cinema bring to Tanya's work as a way of kind of you know some there's also some things that cinema can do that live performance can't so Um, like giving sort of a context. Tanya and I had some mutual friends in common who it's uh, one of which was Ray Spoon who I'd already done a documentary about and Tanya had seen it. So 
reintroduced us and we just had a very like casual lunch where we kind of, I don't even know if I really considered this a documentary. This is a documentary in the sense of like, I think the genre isn't expansive enough in, in terms of language to be able to, to be able to sort of encapsulate everything, but we were just meeting to see, you know, if there was a connection of potentially working together, but not necessarily even a documentary, just maybe some sort of cinematic something. <laughs> and so we really hit it off and then just sort of kept, kept talking, kept meeting and uh, yeah, decided that we'd sort of work together. It bore incredible fruit. That's for sure <laughs> with the film ever uh, deadly. I don't know that you can really limit this film to just simply a a one definition, right? Like, I mean, even talking about NFAB, it says, oh, well, it's a, it's a documentary. And I'm like, oh, this is way more than that. <laughs> and you, you kind of described that, right? It's about exploring colonial fallout, natural freedom, Canadian history. And, and that's just like really scratching the surface of what the film is about. So I know that in itself, all those topics are so much to explore. Motherhood, family, like it's just, it's, there's a lot going on here and it's incredible how you handle it. But maybe let's just give the audience a, a small understanding, a little peek into what are the many layers of this film? I'll maybe start by sort of telling you where we started, which is like, uh, how do we sort of capture Tanya's live performance? And we kind of knew, Tanya and I sort of both sort of new and it's the first thing we shot so everything kind of came out of that but we knew that that would be kind of the skeleton of the film and because it sort of is the film like I I think it's also like a concert film and the way I kind of saw it is that it's the work itself it's seeing the performance and what you see in the film is the entire performance Tanya's performances are totally improvised even though we cut it up it's one uninterrupted shot that you see in the film um, and it's the entire performance so even though we sort of put we have scenes in between it's that you're seeing it from beginning to end in the film and that was the basis of how we wanted to approach it and so in my mind it's like we have the work itself and then everything is kind of built around that the film itself is really improvised as well and you know I think it's about contextualizing who Tanya is as a person to really understand where the music comes from and how you kind of get this kind of iconoclastic artist and sound. Um, we went up to Cambridge Bay and spent a lot of time with her and her family. We went up three times. So it's like scenes with her and her family. It's elements from her book, Split Tooth. Um, it's animation. It's, um, uh, it's archive. It's NFB archive, it's sort of, and it's all interconnected into sort of like um, trying to contextualize who Tanya is as a person and artist. Our guest today on Moving Radio is writer-director Chelsea McMullen. We're talking about the film Ever Deadly. It screens as part of a program at the Metro Cinema on Wednesday, January 25th at 6.30 p.m. and on Sunday, January 29th at 3.30 p.m. Uh, before we kind of started rolling here, I talked to you about how impactful this film was and just how emotionally it takes hold of you uh, and grabs you for the full extent of the film. I found uh, it goes from that very first scene uh, with the Lack Cook Wook, Williamson Bathory and Tanya Tagak um, singing 
in such incredibly close proximity to each other. Um, it's intimate and it's it's incredibly powerful. The moments of Tanya, like you just said, sharing about her own family and in their homes, the soul shaking musical performances, the you know the reality of the genocide that's been going on since first contact in North America, right? So, how did you and Tanya decide what you really needed to have in Ever Deadly? Because it feels like such a daunting task to be like, we want to cover all of this. And I just thought, how do they kind of break this down? Because this feels like it could be much more immense than a feature film. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways, that was like the hardest part. You know, Tanya and I had like a series of meetings at the very beginning of the process. And it's kind of interesting because as we kind of finished the film, I went back and, and looked at kind of a lot of <clears throat> the notes that we'd taken in those first brainstorming sessions that we had. And really, a lot of the film is like what sort of came out of that. And Tanya had had a pretty clear vision of like how she pictured the film. And I really felt like a lot of my job was like sort of solving how to represent it in in sort of cinematically. But like the vision was very, very clear. And so she said from the very beginning that she wanted to have her mother um, speak about the relocation of her family. And she wanted it to be in an institute. It was really important to her that we came up that like the land, everything sort of comes from the land. So like the land has to be really featured prominently. Obviously, like activism is a really important part of like her work and her music. And, you know, she has incorporated activism around um, murdered, missing Indigenous women and girls into her performances. We knew that that was like very important and would be incorporated into the film made sense. And so it was sort of just these kind of um, brainstorming sessions. But then also like she had all kinds of ideas of like she had these memories of NFB sand animations from her childhood watching them. And so she wanted to incorporate those. So those are sort of in the film. And because it's a lot of it's just wants to feel like this kind of visceral memory of how Tanya sees the world and how she's seen the world as she's grown up. The set behind Tanya in the concert is kind of inspired by the ice flows and also her dress. Um, so it's sort of all interconnected to kind of feel like this visceral kind of memory palace. This is so much more than just setting up the camera and uh, recording someone's story. Uh, it's it's a deeper introspective look at Tanya and also you being kind of a conduit to show off her artwork. I'm sure that for you, uh, you know, Tanya has her job of like helping to create what's going on, but she has to be that performer. She has to be that person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for yourself and someone like your director of photography, Alex Coronado, um, you must have had several conversations, not just with each other, but with Tanya as well, about how to shoot so many different moments because the film shifts tonally so many different times. So was there uh, an approach for you and Alex to be like, OK, we're going to have to approach the concert footage like this. This is how we have to approach the one-on-one uh, -on -one kind of uh, interview things. This is how we're going to approach the stuff with her mom. This is how we're going to integrate that animation somehow. Like, what were those mm -hmm. conversations like for you and Alex when there's so many layers to this film? There's a lot of conversations. And, like, yeah, we felt like the concert had to be shot. Um, and actually, funny enough, it's kind of a different... DP cinematographer that shot the concert than all of the documentary elements. So um, the, the cinematographer Maya Bankovic shot the concert and then Alex um, shot 
pretty much everything else, but more of the the documentary elements. They are very different approaches. I mean, obviously with the concert, just because of the scale of it, it's so it's so big that we had to really consider that and I kind of wanted to shoot it at kind of just like the highest possible like resolution like I just wanted it to be the best highest like I just felt like that's what Tanya's like work deserved is just to be shot in this way that will just like blow people's minds so we tried to sort of shoot it in the highest sort of quality way with the most expansive kind of like we even mic'd the entire space so we got like 50 tracks of audio from 50 different mics all over the space. So it was just like, we wanted it to feel like the biggest, most visceral, like you're inside the concert experience. But then, you know, when we're with Tanya's family and we're with, and we're out on the land and we wanted it to feel extremely intimate and sort of visceral, but it wanted to feel really incidental. Like we were just with Tanya and her family and just happened, the camera happens to be there. And for there to be this sort of a softness to it and just as if you're sort of a family, like as if the camera is kind of a family member. Yeah. And then like in terms of shooting the land itself, we just wanted to like really be guided by Tanya and Tanya's experience and how she sees it. So it was like a lot of conversations about that to sort of be like, okay, like to really understand even the way she describes it. It's just like the the permafrost, the detail of it. She's like, she knows it so well. The um, lichen, all the details of the how the seasons change. It's like, so we sort of like, we're taking notes from that and trying to capture that in terms of the image. We're speaking on Moving Radio today with Chelsea McMullen. We are discussing the film Ever Deadly. It screens at the Metro Cinema on Wednesday, January 25th at 6.30 p.m. And Sunday, January 29th at 3.30 p.m. The other elements, like it just felt like you brought everything together so beautifully. Uh, I happened to be just kind of like watching the screener on a laptop with my headphones on. And I was just from the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm in the room. Like I can feel it almost uh, inside of me. And those concert performances, not only is it. Like, it, this isn't just a four-piece band. Like, it is, it's a completely, like, like oral <laughs> experience for your head, which was, I, was really incredible. And it sounded so perfect. I can only imagine what it's going to be like in the theater. We're going to go check it out at the Metro. Did you find that you felt like that was not overly ambitious for you to be like, we're going to take animation, we're going to take some old footage, we're going to make kind of a pseudo-documentary, we're going to make a concert film, we're going to do something that's culturally relevant, uh, did you feel at any point where you felt like this is the right hurdle for me next? Tanya's work and who Tanya is as, a, as an artist and what excited her were sort of a, a great sort of point of departure is, is that I was interested in doing something that really wasn't driven by narrative. That was really exciting for me, but also really new. And honestly, I just learned so much from Tanya as an artist and, you know, in film, like, you're sort of taught, I'm saying taught in air quotes, to really plan. Everything's really planned. I was so excited about how Tanya approaches her work as an improviser. And she's just like a master improviser. I felt like in the filmmaking process, whenever we, and it was always me, straight too far from improvisation is when it started to not work. 
just trying to find ways of incorporating improvisation into every aspect of the filmmaking process was at once liberating, but also, of course, really stressful because you have to let go and you just kind of have to trust and you have to trust who you are as an artist. So it was at once like totally overwhelming and totally liberating but always like an exciting and new process. I really considered Tanya kind of a master artist and I feel like I learned so much from her um, and grew a lot myself as an artist and like a lot of what things that I'll, I think I'll take forward in my work. I implore everyone to check out this piece of work. Uh, that's for sure. The film is called Ever Deadly. You can see it at the Metro Cinema, as I said before, on Wednesday, January 25th at 6.30 p.m and Sunday, January 29th at 3.30 p.m. Uh, if you cannot make those screenings, I know there'll be other ways to find the film, but for right now, that's the best way. Uh, you See want it in the theater. <laughs> you know, oh, my God. Do you ever want the immersive experience with this thing? Like, I mean, yeah, I had, like, a laptop in the dark, uh, basically very close to my face with my headphones on, and that was pretty amazing. But I'm like, I can only imagine what this would be like, feeling it all over my body, that music and just the, the pure emotion of it. It's a pretty incredible journey. So thank you for the film. Honestly, thank you for sharing Tanya's work with us. Anybody that's seen her live will feel like this is the appropriate representation of her work. I'm sure um, because she's very much a part of this film and the creation of it. Congratulations on it, Chelsea. I can't wait to thank see you. what's next too. very <laughs> excited. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. And thanks for, for watching it. And um yeah, all of your insight into it. It's, it's really, it's so rewarding to hear people's reactions to the film.